0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hi, this is Fred Green with episode number 99 of Golf Smarter Mulligans. This is our second of nine consecutive episodes on Mulligans, featuring a series of conversations with the late Tony Manzoni. What I've always loved about doing golf smarter is finding and featuring some of the unsung heroes of golf instruction that you probably won't see or hear anywhere else. Tony, who passed away in 2018, perfectly embodies our mission. Along with writer Paul Cervantes, Tony wrote a book called The Lost Fundamental, One Simple Move, Better Golf Forever, which was out of print when he passed away, but is once again available on Amazon, including the Kindle format. Tony's DVD of the same name was also out of print, but can now only be seen online through our private channel. If you'd like access, please write to me directly via email, golfsmarterpodcast at gmail.com, or just click on the Hey Fred button at GolfSmarter.com. Lastly, after Tony passed, we created a Tony Manzoni Memorial Golf Smarter Fund to benefit the first tee of Coachella Valley. Your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated. Find out more at GolfSmarter.com Tony. Now, even if you've heard these episodes before, I'm confident that these conversations with Tony can help golfers of all skill levels become better, more consistent players. Enjoy. Welcome to Golf Smarter Mulligans, your second chance to gain insight and advice from the best instructors featured on the Golf Smarter podcast. Great golf instruction never gets old. Our interview library features hundreds of hours of game improvement conversations like this that are no longer available in any podcast app.
1: If you love the game like I do and you want to improve, and the beautiful part about this whole concept is you can do it from your chip shot to your drive. It's the same exact concept. You, you're, you are connected at the left arm and you rotate your body through the target and it pulls a club through. The club can't turn over and you're going to hit really wonderful shots.
0: With another interview from the archives of Golf Smarter, here's your host, Fred Green. Welcome back to the Golf Smarter podcast,
1: Tony. Hey, how are you t- today?
0: Uh, I'm doing well, and I'm so glad that we we caught you. I understand you're going to be leaving the country any minute, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going to China. I uh, meet with some government officials about doing... Um, uh, some golf courses there and also creating some golf schools um, and kind of tied into what we're doing with Golf Illustrated here at uh, College of the Desert.
0: Wow, that's very exciting.
1: It is, and it's my first trip to Asia, and wow. I'm so excited about going to China because right now I think that's a hot spot for all the golf activity in the world. Uh, well, am I... Business activity, yeah, what... not
0: just golf, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. And golf is a is kind of the criteria for, for people that are working in, in various industries to do business. Uh, I, in my golf management program, I get a lot of uh, boys from uh, Korea and China uh, that have been sent here by employers so that they get a, a, some form of knowledge about the management of golf courses and then also a little bit about teaching, but primarily to get their skills up so they can play golf and do business on the golf course.
0: Very interesting. Well, and part of your College of the Desert program is golf management, correct?
1: That's correct. Yes, that's correct.
0: Very, very good. Um, so when you were on the show and uh, we had you talking about Shotwatch and, and among other things, um, but w- we wanted to talk about your single pivot swing and um, I got to ask you a couple questions about it, and you were kind of vague about it, which was okay, but I was inundated with emails and phone calls from listeners uh, around the world uh, saying, wait a minute, I want more. You teased this as Ben Hogan's secret, and you really didn't even talk about it. So it's not much that I would call someone back and say, hey, can you do a second episode You know, in a couple of weeks? Usually we'll do... Long interview and cut it into two, but this time we had to call you back and, and get you to talk more about the single pivot swing. I hope you can well, I can
1: do that. I can do that for you because' uh, it 's really a passion of mine, and um, I think we 've kind of got a groundswell uh, moving right now with this thing uh, uh, when i When I came up with the method through years of research and especially watching Ben hogan. Um, I wasn't sure myself because when you're thinking a little bit out of the box as an instructor, there's always the question, well, you know, have I flipped my wig here or have I really found something? And it, and it took a while for me to to realize that this is valid, this is what, Uh, hogan did uh, because there's been a lot of people saying they knew what he did and i think this is an aspect to it i'm not sure it's everything he did but i know that i know that in watching some of the film that i have of him especially in his later years uh, this is exactly what he did
0: wow all right well and, and one of the comments that i received was i can't believe he doesn't have a website not even a simple one so you need to explain this, and it's like... What?
1: Well, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm finishing a book uh, with a gentleman by the name of Paul Cervantes, who's a very, very fine co-writer, uh, and I speak in a certain way, so he's tried to keep that flavor in the book uh, without editing me out of it. Um, and, and, and so um, Paul does have a website that he's building at this present time, and we will have a lot of information and then Golf Illustrated because I'm working with them with the Single Pivot Golf School um, they have, the Golf Illustrated has just gone online and they have a pretty large website and we're going to be doing kind of golf vignettes that we'll be putting on there, myself, Al Geiberger uh, Mike Lyons and and, uh, Brian Geiberger, that's the the foursome of us and also a young lady by the name of Karen Gottwald who's our our female instructor uh, about the Single Pivot how you have to set up to it because set up is really important in making this happen what we're eliminating in the single pivot golf swing is we're eliminating the lateral move the shift from the right leg to the left leg and it's not an invention it it it, there have been many great players that played off the left side but no one has ever really explained it in detail how you do it and what are, what are the functions and so forth. So that's what that's what my role has come uh, has happened is that I've I've watched this uh, and I, of course I give lessons to a lot of people, especially elderly people. And not that this doesn't work for young people because my golf team are all you know they all kill the ball and they're all playing off of one axis. But I saw that older people, people that always said, I can't get over to the left side. I can't finish the swing anymore. I can't get any distance. Um, I've increased their distance uh, just two to three clubs uh, by just putting them in the right position by setting them to the ball correctly and then keeping them there throughout the motion so that there's not a lot of weight on the right side so they can clear their left side they can turn their chest left of the target and get the right shoulder pointing at the target and and, and while they do that the left arm stays connected high on the chest uh, and, and that's the secret of this it's, it's playing off of one axis now we're not tilting the shoulders so this is not stacking and tilt, and I, and I don't mean to infer that what they do is wrong. I, I don't like to get into those things, but you can't hurt your back doing this. Uh, when you're tilting your shoulders, especially on the through swing, you're going to end up in what we used to call a C position, and there's a little bit of strain on the lower back, and all the people that played from that era that finished with the head back and the body kind of in a C position, yeah. they, all, uh, they all were troubled with their back in later years. And, and Hogan, uh, if you see any pictures of him, he posted up so that he was on a straight line because he didn't work that way. He didn't work down and under to hit the golf ball. When you do that, you have to turn your arms over. There's, there's two ways to square the golf club. You can turn your arms over and hit it. Or you can rotate your body and keep your arm connected to your body like it's a lever connected to a gear. So when you set up to the golf ball, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to set up 60-40, 60% of your weight on, the, on your left foot and 40% on your right. And, bec- and why you're doing that is because you're aligning your left hip to the outside of your left foot. And that's impact. That is when we hit the golf ball, whether we sway off the ball and come back to it, that's where we're going to end up. But with this concept, we're going to get against impact to start with. So we've positioned the legs in the proper position. And now all we have to do is rotate the upper part of the body, and we're going we're gonna to coil the body without moving that center, and that's our head. We're going to stay. Our face will be right down on the golf ball, okay? So the right shoulder and the right hip are going to turn behind us, and that's going to pull the arm around the body with the rotation. The and left that, arm now, is gonna... I'm going
0: to stop you for a second here because yeah, as sure. you're describing this, um, not only am I – uh, trying to do this, uh, I'm standing up. I got a club in my hand. I'm doing this. Good. I'm, su- Good. I'm sure there are people who um, listeners right now who are on a commute train, standing there doing this with me. <laughs> so, so let me just let me just kind of visualize this. So, when I'm bringing my hands back, I'm not bringing my hands up. I'm bringing my hands
1: more. You're back. not. You're not. And you well. Yeah, but you're not bringing your hands back. Your arms are connected to your body, and you're turning your you're turning your upper torso, and your arms are being moved. To a position behind you the, the arms are in front of you, okay, and they 're going to stay in front of you in the address position, but as your bo- as, as your body is rotating it's it's turning it 's turning around the right shoulder is now being displaced behind the spine and the right hip is being displaced behind the spine so your right side is turning there's no there's no lateral move back there's no there's no sway back to load power you're coiling imagine a wall against your right shoulder okay you're gonna turn inside that wall with your right side and that movement will take the club back into a, a, a position and everybody's different because we're, we are all built differently. Some people uh, have a lot of flexibility, some don't, some are short-waisted, some are long-legged. So you, there's no position you can say, you have to take the club here. Uh, so by connecting the arms slightly on top of the body at address, we, from a single axis, which is the left leg, and we, we, we stay against that brace, almost the feeling of there's an imaginary wall on your left side. Okay, so now from that position, you're going to coil the upper body, staying centered. Okay, so when we coil, we're not going to tilt our head to the right. We're going to stay right on that ball. So the right shoulder, right hip go behind us, and the club, the, the arms will follow. The left arm is going to go across the chest. Now this, is a big, this is the big key. It's going to go across the chest, and the left arm should sit fairly high on the left pectoral muscle. Okay, years ago, there was a great player by the name of Dick Mayer. He won the U.S. Open, the World Open, uh, had a little problems with alcohol in his later years, and I met him, and he used to watch me hit balls, and he used to say, son, you've got to keep your left arm on your tit, and he meant the nipple, okay, and he, and, and he wrote a book subsequent to that, the Gerald Ford, was in the Gerald Ford Library, he gave me the book, and in that book, it says that everybody has a, a, a area in the body that defines where the left arm should be, and that sh- the left arm should be right above that nipple of the, on the man on the left pectoral muscle, okay? Um, and he would watch me hit balls and say, you got to keep your arm up on your chin. And I used to think this guy whacked out because I had no idea what he was talking about mm-hmm. until I learned that that position is paramount to hitting the ball solid and straight time after time after time because when the left arm stays high on the chest, the only way it can move because it's connected to the body is the rotation of the body opening up through the target, kind of like if you 've ever seen Annika Sorensen play mm-hmm. Annika, Annika was a very uh, was a real rotator of the golf swing, and it looked like her body was facing the target at impact and that 's exactly what it was so if your feet, people out in the audience would stand up if they can do this and put their arm right across their body and then take their right arm and hold their left arm high against the chest oh, and dude. then just turn the body and see how the, the the arm moves with it it's not coming off the chest it's still pressed against it right. but if you keep turning left the club will square itself it is Ryan here and I have a
0: question for you what do you do when you win? for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary.
1: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: You talk about seniors being able to do this. What kind of? I mean. It, to me the way you're describing this in this rotation it seems like a lot of flexibility is required i mean you have to oh no not flexible. at all i believe really?
1: me i'm about as flexible as a as a solid pretzel i <laughs> i can i can't touch <laughs> pretzel, my toes yeah, pretzel I'm, stick I'm, huh? I'm, okay i'm lucky if i can get past my knees when i bend over oh, but really? i can do this re- Oh yeah, I can do this. I am. Hey, I'm 74 years old. You know, uh, atrophy is snuck in there somewhere. Yeah. Now I try to stay as limber as I can, but really, I'm not. I'm not going to yoga. I'm not doing stretching. But what I found is that all I all if you put your arms across your chest, like you see guys crisscross their arms, and you get in a, sw- a swinging position, you set yourself up against the left side brace, and just turn the top part. You're going to turn it enough to where your back is to the target. You, you, even less than that is, is fine, Okay, but if you're, if you're turning your right side behind you, that's the, this is the ticket. If you try to turn your left shoulder over to your chin, it's harder to do. If you take your right side and pull it back behind you towards the target, that's the key word, towards the target, because at the top of your swing, your weight is now 70-30. You're braced against that wall. And okay? 70 yourself. being on your left side. The 70 being on the left side. Left side, you started 60 sixty forty because you're displacing your weight behind you and it's, it's going behind you towards the target. You have now braced up 70 thirty. The left knee has not pulled back from the ball uh, or pulled back to go towards the ball or behind it. The left knee is pointed straight to the toe of the left foot okay in, and your, rota- position-
0: in your rotation your your knee is pointed to your foot. You're not bending sure. your when, knee on that rotation. Well,
1: you're, you're both. Your both knees are bent, okay? Okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to talk you through this, okay? Right, so right, now, right. as I as I turn my right pocket and my right shoulder behind me, okay, towards my left heel, towards my left heel. As I do that, my left knee points towards my toe. Towards the, the toe
0: on your left. Foot. Left foot.
1: Left foot. Okay. The right leg will elongate. It'll get. It won't lock, but it'll get. It'll get steeper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're, now you're braced on your axis that you're going to swing around. Okay, so you're there. Okay, now all we're, all we're doing is we've coiled the top part of the body. Our legs are in position. So now all there is left by staying connected high on the pectoral muscle. Okay, we just unwind our chest through the target around the left leg and we finish with the chest pointing left of the target and the right shoulder pointing at the target. And trust me when I tell you, I have a, I've got eight, an 86-year-old man that when he first came to me and he took the club back, he looked like a tree falling to the right. He had no conception of turn. I've got him on his left side now, and he's hitting the ball farther now than he did when he was in his 50s mm. because he's hitting it with his whole body. He's not working down under so that his arms have to flip over so that the arms leave the body he's hitting it with his chest his core his hips and the last thing through is the club head so as his body unwinds the club head hits the ball now if you're on the right side and you try to do this you're going to you're going to spin out open you're going to spin open but you can't get open enough when you're on your left side as you uh, as you start unwinding you can open up as early as you want and you're just going to hit the ball harder Okay. Now now the key here the key as we do this is that the left arm must stay on the chest as you open, okay? So you're going to be turning level. You are not going to work be working down. You're going to stay level like Hogan did in his later years and you're going to smash the ball. And the the, the byproduct of this is that whether you pull it or push it, and we will do that for our life. No one's going to hit it dead straight at the pin every time. They're going to push it a little right, but there'll be no side spin on the ball because the club, the club head is held square throughout the hitting area. There's no rotation to square it. It's square from the beginning to the end, okay? So you'll pull it or push it dead straight. Hmm. So your your shot dispersion is going to get real narrow, hmm. real narrow. That's so beautiful. you're going to start hitting yeah, you're going to hit a lot of greens and a lot of fairways, and you're going to hit the ball much more solid, which will make your average hit further. See, when you when we move off the golf ball, and it's a trend in teaching. At one time, the Nicholases, the Palmers, they stayed right on the ball. Their head did not move. It didn't move because they didn't make that little lateral move on the backswing. And then all of a sudden, instructors start saying it's okay to move your head. And I'm here to tell you that's a bunch of BS. It isn't okay to move your head because you've got to move it back to the place you started because that's your center before you hit the golf ball. And, you know, unless you're Nuriev or somebody like that, how do you do that, especially when you get past 50? So that's why so many people, you know, we have a driving range here at the college, and you see people, and they're just locked back on that right foot, the ball goes right, and their instructor says, well, shift your weight. Well, that's, that's the problem. They did shift their weight. They put too much weight on their right foot. They shifted so, the weight too early. Yeah, you, you, you once you get back on that right side, unless you unless you have an athletic body and even the athletic guys that are arm swingers every now and then they're all over the place. I mean, you look at Dustin Johnson, a tremendous athlete, tremendous strength. He can hit the ball 2 miles, but every now and then he can hit it so far off the fairway. Mickelson, another arm swinger on the downswing. but you can see it when the when the arms come down, the body can't, the body can't rotate and the arms come down at the same time. One, so the, if the body doesn't, if the arms come down, the body's gonna follow the arms. When the, when the, when you're a rotator, the arms always follow the body. And 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 because you're not turning the club over, the club head isn't going to be open a long time, closed a long time, and square for just a moment. So now you're you're eliminating one of the things that happens to all of us. As soon as you get anxious, as soon as it means something, you know our our eye hand coordination runs down our leg. I mean that, that I don't care who it is. Uh, you, you saw Dustin Johnson in that one tournament where he stood in a bunker. Well, he didn't have to be in that bunker if he could have just hit the ball in the fairway. But because he's a, he has to square that club with his arms, as soon as it gets really important, you're going you're you're to hang on or you're going to release it too early. See? And that's what Hogan, that's what he really figured out. And in his later years, he made statements. I square the golf club with my body. Okay. Well, that's how, but he didn't tell you how to do it. That's what the single pivot uh, school and concept is about. It tells you how to do it. And I want to tell you, uh, and I don't mean to brag, but I am going to brag uh, <laughs> since I've been <laughs> teaching this. Please be my this, guest. <laughs> since I've been teaching this, I have had nothing but repeat business and nothing but referral business. And people tell, sending me emails and telling me, I never hit the ball like this. I haven't hit it like this since I was a kid. Blah, 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 blah. And, and it works. I've got Al Geiberger, who's a pretty good golfer in his day, doing this. Okay, Al Geiberger was vo- voted as having the top one of the top swings of the top five best swings. And he is now a single pivot player. Okay, uh, I have a terrific teacher from Canada that, was reluctant to this at first, although he tried to stay centered to the ball. But n- once he got all the pieces together, it, it, his following now is expanded tremendously because you get instant results. You, you, I know th- one of the guys that heard your podcast came down to see me. And, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've had two actually, I, I had two uh, lessons. So this one young man, he said. <laughs> well, that's said, great to hear.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: And I, what do you shoot? He says, well, I'm, I'm about a 20 handicap. So I, I said, well, he hit, hit a few balls for me, and immediately I saw he had his hands out of position, and he was just swaying back on the golf ball and with no power. And then here he's in his probably early 30s and well-built guy, and here I'm this uh, over-the-hill pro, and I get up there with a 9-iron. I'm hitting it past where he's hitting a 7-iron. I mean, way past And he said, where are you getting all that power? And I said, because you're hitting it with your flick of your wrist, and I'm hitting it with my whole body. Mm -hmm. And I got him in position, and I'll tell you, after about the 15th golf ball, he was blasting it out there. He said, I've I've never hit a a ball this far in my life. Oh, gives me the
0: chills.
1: It's awesome. Believe me when I tell you, it gives me the chills. Because (laughs) uh, my passion is teaching, and uh, we all want to make money, but I promise you – and this is this is like an elixir for me because I finally found something that really works for I don't care what level player and I've got some I've got some kids I've got a, a 12 year old that I'm going to give a playing lesson to she's had six lessons. And she hits it so far and so straight, it's just ridiculous. Mm. But she's, she's blessed, but she's also, she's also lucky that she got a fellow like me that didn't teach her shift to the right, shift to the left, because she'd be chasing that monkey for a long, long time. Mm. Well, I'll and, tell you, the, it,
0: um, my passion is finding people like you to share this knowledge. Now I received an email from a listener in Joplin, Missouri and he had, he had a number of questions. He 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 says that I just finished it and I had a lot of questions. Instead of writing to you, he thought he'd write to me so that maybe I can ask you again. Uh and sure. you mentioned a couple times about Hogan's later years, later years. He was just curious is that the uh is those later years is that after he wrote the the 5 lessons? Oh, yeah, way after. Way after okay, so yeah. he says oh, yeah. that uh, he's intrigued by what you're describing, and he's read Hogan's five lessons, um, and it really didn't help him as much as it would he would like. Uh, he wants to well, know. Well,
1: if you listen, if, if you read the Hogan's, there's a lot of really great stuff in Hogan's. But what he says in there, and you know, I, I, I mean, they asked him near his death because he went to Golf, Village, uh, Golf Digest in the '90s to re- release a secret, but he wanted a six figure. Uh, payment and they refused and so he I think he took it to the grave with him but they asked him in his later years well what was your secret what really was it because there's been a lot of speculation and he said they're gonna have to dig it out of the dirt like I did and I just love him for that uh, (laughs) because he had no gurus he had no real video and nothing to work with he had to get out there and just beat balls but he got an idea in a dream state and I know what that I, I, I really believe I know what that idea was and it wasn't weakening his grip and all that Uh, pronation and supination stuff. I mean, he he may have done that. But I've got film, and you can look at him at the top of his swing, and his weight is on top of his left side. His right leg is so steep and so braced. And you can see he's right there ready to rotate. So he eliminated that transitional move that I don't care who you are, whether you're a tour player or a a high-handicap player, it's difficult. You've got to move laterally onto the left foot and then rotate. In a, in a, and you have to time that rotation in a split second when that club is really, really moving. And for some of these young guys that hit, hit three or four ferries and then blowing out of bounds, right or left, and never knowing what, uh, they know what I'm talking about. Because I was one of those guys. When I was a young man, I was a very good player. But every time I got into a tour event, um, uh, one hole or, not, or two holes, I'd hit the ball left, and it'd be out of bounds or into, into some real trouble where I ran my score up and i always thought well i just don't have it and i just I, I just want to pass this information on to people for those young people that are out there that really want to play this game you've got to be connected and rotate that body so that you can control that clubhead you have to know where that clubhead is through impact if you're just guessing and hoping you you got a long road and a rough road to go through
0: well you had mentioned the word coordinate and i'm wondering what it um what kind of I guess coordination is the word that I'm looking for. Does it ha- does it take a lot of good hand-eye coordination? Does it no, take a lot it... of work to get that coordination together to hit it, to get it at that right spot?
1: If you're going to hit the ball with your hands and arms, if you're going to rotate your arms to hit the golf ball, you better have really good coordination, and then you better practice every single day for a long time mm-hmm. because you can lose it immediately, sure. and you're going to lose it when you get anxious anyway.
0: Okay? Right, right. But if you're if you're
1: squaring the club with the rotation of your big muscles. Your 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 big muscles, your shoulders and chest, really can't rotate on a li- lot of different planes. Y- your hands and wrists are much more pliable. They can they can flip over and flop and hang on and so forth. The body really it can't do those things. And the body uh, the nerve endings are right at the edge of the body. So when you're nervous, the the last thing you want to try to do is to do something with your fingertips or your hands it It's it, it just not doable that you know when your hands shake when you get nervous, but your chest doesn't shake okay mm-hmm. so if you can take that club and trap it across your chest and then the only way that that arm can move is for your chest to rotate that club head is going to be in the same position time in and time again i mean i I'm writing a book i'm going to china i'm I run a golf management program i'm the coach of the ben's golf team i don't have any time to go out there and hit balls, okay, but when I go out to hit golf balls and to demonstrate this. There is no question in my mind that I can take a driver out, a seven-iron wedge. I don't care what it is. I'm going to hit it one way. I'm going to hit it straight. Now, I may toe it a little bit. I may heel it a little bit, but the ball is going to hold its line because my club head is not turning over. It's not tumbling. It's so does that mean there's square. just not a lot of spin on the ball when you hit it? No, I don't have any side spin at all. Uh-huh. That's what, That's what I'm telling you. I don't have any side spin on my golf Oof. ball. My Oof. ball doesn't draw. My ball doesn't fade. My ball goes right or left a little bit but never to the point where it would ever be uh, in, in the rough, okay? Right. right. Uh, and, I, and, and unfortunately for me, I, I learned this too, too, at too, an advanced age. I, I, don't have, I don't have the desire to compete, but I really have the desire to pass this on. Sure. Now, I can tell you as the golf coach, a lot of the young men that come to me, they ha- they have, they're pretty good players. I mean, plus ones and scratch and so forth. And when they hear this, And they they don't hear it from a lot of people because this is kind of, this is not new, but it hasn't been talked about. Let's put it that way. They're always very suspect. And as I tell them, look, I am not going to try to change the way you think or to play. I'm going to just show you the way I play and think. And then you make your own mind up on what you want to do because uh, I I don't want to disrupt anybody in in their game. And obviously there's a lot of ways to play this game. But I think I've found a way that really makes it easy for the advanced player as well as a high handicapper. I think they both profit from this hmm. i mean i i, I, I am would I would get on the golf chain. I would talk to whoever on the tour and not be a little bit nervous about what about telling them this because if they 're an arm swinger, I can improve them it, it's just it 's just that simple wow
0: now you you mentioned that um, well one of the things that it says in hogan 's book is that. Uh, the beginning of the downswing transfers the weight from the right foot to the left foot.
1: Well, Hogan said the first move of the downswing is, is to clear your left side. Okay, if your weight's on your right foot and you rotate your left side, you're on your right foot when you're hitting the golf ball. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people, when they took his words verbatim, they couldn't hit the golf ball because because he left out the, par- the part. I, in the letter I have by Ben Hogan to a friend about how to hit the driver, he states emphatically i at the top of my swing my weight's on the instep of my left foot not my right foot my left foot and when the first time i read that i just blinked and said well ben must have had a cocktail that day and <laughs> and you know, or maybe a little dyslexia kicked in but he meant right foot and then as i continued my research and looked at a film of him and then saw quotes where he told Mike Austin, who was a pro from Los Angeles, um, from now on I'm going to play off the left side. Uh, and then one time with a conversation with Lee Trevino, Lee said, I've seen a lot of great players play off the left side. I've never seen anybody great that stayed for any length of time on the right side. But I didn't understand what he was talking about. And like most people, I was, I was too embarrassed to say, I don't know what you mean by that. So... Through this period of time, this learning experience, and then also there was a lot of self-doubt. Who am I? Well, who am I to say uh, some of these guys are wrong? Um, but then when J- Jack Nicholas made a quote in Golf Digest after the stack and tilt, people pointed out to him that he was staying on his left side. Jack made the statement, and it was a very, you know, brash statement. He said, anyone that teaches you to shift your weight on your right foot on the backswing doesn't know how to teach. Well, Ledbetter and a lot of these guys' uh, hair stood straight up, okay? And I know when I first wrote, uh, you know, when I was writing my book, some excerpts of it in the local uh, pay, uh, sports book here, a little golf book, a, a couple of pros wrote skating. Reviews of what I said. Uh, you're insane. Uh, you're, you're a fraud. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, in the South Side of Chicago, and me wanted to go over there and and punch somebody <laughs> in the nose. But uh, you know, I, at my age, I better watched that stuff. So I just wrote back. back. Yeah, I just wrote that, and I just said, well, you you have your you know you have the right. I don't think you should slander me, but you have the right to not agree. But but. Uh, Al Geiberger and, and Jack Nicholas agree with me, and that's pretty, that's good enough for me. You know? yeah. But you know, there was, there really was a lot of self doubt, and I must say to you that, you know, I, I've been a hand player all my life. I, was, I had no formal training. I was a kid, and I caddied like most of us did from my era, and that's how we learned to play golf. We got to play on Mondays at Caddies Day, and we had hand-me-down clubs but we we prevailed and because i could play baseball pretty good and i was kind of blessed with eye hand coordination i got to the point where i can play in a tour event i got that I, I not to stay out there but i i was good enough to qualify let's put it that way hmm. but I, I the game was always elusive for me and i just said i just came to the conclusion well i'm just not good enough i've put my time hmm. in but i'm just not good enough and i just didn't understand Connection and rotation, and then a lot of people think that Jimmy Ballard was the one that was the first one to say that, but that's really not true. I've I've got books that were written in the 20s and 30s that talked about connection and rotation, and there was an argument at the time: uh, Do you face the ball when you're hitting it, or are you facing the target when you hit it? Because when you're facing the ball, your arms have to cross over in front of you. When you when your body's facing the target, then your your arms are being pulled by the body. So that this 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 argument has gone gone on for a while. Okay, and and Hogan, uh, you know, he was a very bright man. He had like a 175 IQ, so he was close to genius. Uh, He he figured it out. He 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 got a thought and figured it out and worked on it and and I don't think he ever really divulged his his uh, his uh, secret. But you can see it in his later film. You can see it so clearly. You can see his rear end is totally on his left leg, as was Nicholas. Even though Nicholas hoisted the club upright and Hogan, Hogan took it around them, they were still against that brace. And I think that that is, you know, playing off of one axis is it really eliminates a lot of the error made on the transitional move. And then the coup de grace on that is if you can keep your left arm connected high on the chest so that the, the movement of the body rotation brings the arm into impact. Then you got the best of everything, and and that's what we teach. Uh, I mean, there's some finite things like when you set up to the ball, your right hip has to be on the inside of your right foot at address, and then when you go sixty forty, you find that the left hip has to be in line with the outside of the left foot. So the legs are going to be reactionary to the swing. You're not going to have to drive the legs. uh... You're not going to have to move the lower body and then the upper body and all that stuff. That's all very very difficult, and really. When when we use the legs for for power, that that leverage comes from the ground up. It doesn't it doesn't come when we're when we're moving laterally. We're actually not totally on the ground. So the more you're grounded, the more power you can get from your legs. But your legs have to be in a certain position so that you can so that they can stay grounded as you rotate the top part, and then they just react. you know, I, I, unfortunately, you can't see what I'm saying, but yeah. hopefully your listeners are getting a flavor for this. And, and well, you're you know, being very can...
0: descriptive. It's good. I mean, if if you know don't not while you're driving, of course, but if you can close your eyes and listen, you can visualize a lot of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, because this is this is really important. And I mean, it, it, it's really important if you if you if you love the game like I do and you want to improve. And the beautiful part about this whole concept is you can do it from your chip shot to your drive. It's the same exact concept. You, you're, you are connected at the left arm and you rotate your body through the target and it pulls a club through. The club can't turn over and you're going to hit really wonderful shots. And, and we're not trying to stay behind the ball. We're trying to move through the golf ball again that's another concept see when you drop your right shoulder down your head goes backwards it goes away from the target your body arches and your hands turn over and you hit the golf ball but the, the the true rotational person doesn't drop down and hit the ball his right side stays level and he and he just slams his right side through that golf ball he hits it he hits it hits through the golf ball his right side goes past the ball if you're using the, the golf ball and and this is what i tell all my students use the, the the golf ball as a line is it 's just a point of reference to a line your club hit at the target, but you 've got to move past that line you you Your divot has to be on the other side of that line it can 't be behind that line when you put your golf club behind the ball, if you brought the club right to that spot each and every time you 'd be hitting the ball fat because the club sets behind the golf ball. So we've got to catch that ball and then the divot forward of it, okay? So we've got to be moving through it. The more underneath you work, for all the people that hit it thin and fat and thin and fat, you're behind the ball. So you have to be in position to hit the ball with power. And most people are behind the ball too far. So the only thing they they can fire is their hands. And they hit and fall back. They step back in the box like a lot of baseball players used to do. I mean, that, that move is prevalent in golf. There's PhDs with that movement, I can tell you that. <laughs>